everybody. Uh, glad you can tune in uh, to this uh, episode of the Digital Vibe. Of course, uh, you kind of know who I am. This is Annette. And um, I hope uh, your day is going well. And uh, glad that you can uh, take a visit with me and enjoy some uh, topics of discussion like relationship marketing. Um, I was talking last week. If you listened to my last episode last Sunday, I talked about, uh, I was finishing up the podcast on relationship marketing, as a matter of fact. And I was um, section three. I think I will kind of elaborate a little bit on dealing with customer dissatisfaction. Uh, and I, I kind of ended off on that. So I want to kind of continue with that, you know, kind of uh, refresh your memory, if you will, uh, about um, dealing with customer dissatisfaction. Um, every customer will sooner or later, every every company, I should say, sooner or later will face an angry customer. If you haven't by now, you will. What separates a successful relationship marketing focused company from others is how they deal with the situation. First of all, responding quickly, like I said when I finished last time, is essential. No matter how angry the customer is, if he or she gets an email response within five minutes, not one week, (laughs) five minutes, they can't help but be impressed. You literally have a customer for life at that point. If the reply comes from a real person, perhaps even someone in a higher position, not from company support, then all the better. It's the same basic concept of being relatable and enabling customers to feel like they matter to the company. You know how important that is? That's important for me. You know, when I do online stuff and I shop, I'm a customer. I'm not a internet business anymore. I'm not a person that does that anymore. I'm a customer like you are. And if I'm dissatisfied in any way, I'm going to be dissatisfied. I'm going to be angry too. But if, a, if, if, if support responds, I don't like it. That's why I like to go straight to the top. And when I go straight to the top, they respond right away. It makes me feel so much better. It really does. So that's a habit that you need to do. That's how you handle customer dissatisfaction. And so if you haven't ha- if you hadn't if that hasn't happened by now it will. <laughs> it will. Um it's also important to leave personal feelings out of it and staying professional at all times. Just as mentioned before, admitting to mistakes and taking personal responsibility even when something technically isn't the company's fault will go a long way to increase the customer's confidence in the company. What's important to realize is that every time a situation like this arises, if handled correctly, it can be the most effective way of impressing a customer and instantly building a strong relationship with them. That's why customer service is, gosh, job one. Customer service is so important. Man, you know, it's the very foundation for every business, really. Think about that. It really is. Now, I'm going to uh, go right into um, my next uh, section of, um, or yeah, my next section, my next part of uh, relationship marketing. And um, really, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you actively work on relationship marketing in your business? 
Did you know that not all companies take the time to work on relationship marketing? There are three main reasons for this, which include not having the funds to run a campaign, not having a good plan in place and being limited due to technology. Those right there. Let's take a look at each one of them in depth. Lack of funds. If you currently don't have the funds to run an all-out relationship marketing campaign, think smaller. Try looking at what you can afford to do rather than looking at what you can't do. You know, could you run smaller campaigns instead? Could you cut costs on this area and make room for some relationship marketing? How about looking for some crowdfunding help? Gosh, if you don't know what crowdfunding is, get acquainted with that. That's how a lot of businesses uh, save a lot of money. I have. You may even want to try something like setting aside some funds just for relationship marketing. Like let's say you um, covered all your expenses. If you have some leftover for yourself, you want to have a little bit of that. But if you don't, then there are other ways of building relationship marketing uh, campaigns. Did you know that you don't have to pay for any? You can build a relationship marketing campaign by simply doing what? Getting active in social media, engaging. I, didn't, I started out with not having any money. So you know how I built my brand on relationship marketing? Social media. That's how I interact. And that's still how I interact today. So if you're low on funds, find ways. Find ways to find. If you, if you don't have the money, find ways to uh, improvise. If you have it, set aside for it. Spend as little as you can until you're at a point where you can afford to... Uh, you know, kind of expand. Um, it doesn't mean, see, the whole thing about relationship marketing is not like you can't do it. You can. Just because you don't have the funds for it doesn't mean you can't do it. You just have to think of other ways to get this thing started. So be creative with your thinking. Okay, number two, right? Lack of funds. The other one was having no plan in place. If you, you have no plan in place because you probably don't understand the concept of relationship marketing in the first place. Once you do, you can then formulate a plan and get things moving. A simple plan could be to brand your business with a new logo or update your color scheme. Then update your website, your blogs, your email templates, your social media pages. All of that is part of your marketing plan, but it's also part of your relationship marketing plan. This provides you with instant credibility and people will start recognizing your brand more often. So as they say, the more that you get your face out there, the more that you get your brand out there, that leads to increased visitors. Thus, they become aware of your brand and aware of who you are. That increases business, that increases sales. Technology issues. If you are totally stuck and you don't want to learn how to do anything tech technological-wise, hire somebody to do it. If you're, if you're, you know, like me, you know what I did? I learned it all myself. So I didn't have to outsource it. So instead of banging your head about, free up some time and save your sanity by outsourcing anything that you can't do, anything that's difficult or challenging, or anything that takes you away from your core focus, then have somebody else do it. These issues don't have to be so complicated. They don't have to bring you down. You don't have to look at this, make a mountain out of a molehill, if you will. It's not that difficult. You may not feel like, for example, writing an email campaign. 
if you don't feel like doing it, get somebody else to do that. Do what somebody, do what you can do and have somebody else do the other things. So always follow the rule of code, if you will. Follow your core strengths and let's and, and have somebody else focus on your weaknesses. So that uh, wraps up this uh, uh, episode of Relationship Marketing. And tune in next time because I'm going to um, start talking, you know, some get more involved with relationship marketing, if you will. Um, you know, there's a lot, um, you know, involved in it. So we're going to talk some more. So tune in next time. Tune in next Sunday. And I'm glad that you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Vibe. And uh, tune in next time. I better see you listening. Or should I say hear you listening? See ya.